<laughs> all right man so check this out one of my homies okay. man he's on the outs with his family man he's on the outs oh, with his family big time oh shit so maybe a couple of months ago his his laughing? nana i don't understand why you're laughing at this i don't understand why you're already chuckling at this, this person's <laughs> plight aren't you the uh, christian ago, a couple of months ago my my my, my <laughs> homie his his he was watching his nan he was staying with his nan his his grandmother came over and he left the house and <laughs> he left the house to go run some errands and he said nana if you can when you while you're here at this time if i'm not back i need you to go walk my dog now this is his dog is a an alaskan malamute so this dog is like huge it looks like a fucking bear right so well, he was trying big, to get out of this it's a big dog he was trying and to get dog, out of the family <laughs> listen, and the dog is the dog is huge the dog is is huge, yes. huge like it looks it looks like a grown man in a fucking bear suit that's how big the dog is right so Nan says, okay, I'm going to walk this dog. My, my grandson is not back yet. And as she's walking him out the street, the dog, because I guess because there's a new handler, doesn't know Nan and all that other stuff, sees a squirrel or another dog and essentially pulls Nan and drags her like two blocks down the hunger street. Dan is... Nan is just trying to stop the dog, and this dog is literally dragging her like several blocks down the street. Her little, her little, her little dress is all ripped up and around her ankles, and some pantyhose all like oh, you, are going, you are going all the way to hell. Like, my, man, listen, so she's getting dragged, hell. and mind you, it's it's not dragged. It's not dragged like as she's she's going. It's dragged on her way back coming to the house. So who, what does he see? He's pulling up to the house. He's hearing noises as he's pulling up to the, driving down the street. And he's like, what is that noise? So he pulls up, parks in his driveway, only to see his Nan getting pulled down the street by this huge ass dog. So Nan did get, I shouldn't be laughing, Nan did get injured. She went to the hospital, they took care of her, all this other stuff. And when they finally released her from the hospital, he had pictures waiting for her in the house after the aftermath as as a joke. He had pictures as a joke to what? like you know Nan, you you back, you all right or whatever. And had pictures after the incident like of her and her torn dress and pantyhose and stuff like that up. Only for his mom to see these pictures, his family to be aware of the pictures, and they gave him the business. So basically, they were like. She is never allowed to come to your house. Keep you and your dog away from all family functions. Is this your cousin? Are you guys related? (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like some shit that you would do. No, it's not. I love my nan. I love my anymore. Like, was he trying to get out? He he. Because there's faster ways to getting out, my guy. You ain't got to kill Nan to get out. Damn, just leave, my guy. Shit. <laughs> Nan got two new hips, a knee replacement, and new dentures from this two-block Listen, wait, this, this was his argument, though. His argument was basically like, it's only funny now because we know she's back and she's okay. So we can laugh about the situation. So that's his argument to his family. Now, mind you, the only person that's been silent in this whole situation is Nan. Nan has not said a word. <laughs> she hasn't spoken to him, hasn't sided with him. But everybody else basically is like, nah, <laughs> you on the outs right now for as long as we can possibly keep you on the fucking outs. Yeah, you deserve that one, my guy. Yeah. No bullshit, no I bullshit. Listen. Yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? What is up? Back once again. It is the Incredible in the Black Podcast. And in case you weren't aware, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown ass men who know not to let their grandmothers walk their big ass dogs. I am your host, Big O, Mr. In the Black himself, but you know I can never do this alone. Let me introduce the rest of my pet walking crew. Crush, say what's up. 
Yes, indeed, sir. Good evening, everybody. It's good to be back. <laughs> no doubt. Al, say what's up, man. Bro, there's something fucking wrong with you and your friends and your family. Uh, except Don't your put mom. my family in it. I said this is my old boy. What the hell does that have to except do with your mom and your wife, two people who I love dearly. Whatever, uh, man. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, hit the thumbs up, finesse that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. It goes a long way. It's free. Feed the algorithm. If you really want to become part of the family, come on over to our Patreon. You will not regret it. And you can always follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram, and all those other places where you tend to shenaniganize and waste tons of time as you scroll and scroll and scroll. So we've been back for a while, but you know we come back with heavy news. Um, there is a recent story. I don't know if either one of you have heard about it. Uh, in Missouri, a young man in 2021 by the name of Durante Martin. Durante Martin was a budding football player in high school. Mm-hmm. was on his way to go to college and possibly play ball at college. And he was convinced, for lack of a better description, by associates to go to a party was right all along. Their loved one did not die by suicide. That initial cause of death by the Madison County Sheriff's Office was overturned after an inquest this morning. In the case of Durante Martin has left the family furious with the local sheriff's office. It took a jury of six about two hours to determine Durante Martin's death was no suicide. I feel rejoiced. I am so glad and I'm happy that they seen through all their lies and they sought the truth that my baby did not kill herself. The prosecutor, coroner, and investigators involved in this proceeding wouldn't go on camera, but the Madison County prosecutor told the I-team he asks for coroner's inquests when there are questions about how someone died. It's a proceeding that happens in counties that don't have medical examiners. There's no question Durante Martin died from a gunshot wound to his left temple. But the jurors in this case, which included one black man, one white man, and four white women, had to determine today how it happened. Was it by suicide? Was it by accident? Was it natural causes or by violence? A total of 26 witnesses were called, including James Wade, who owns the home where the shooting happened. Durante was there for Wade's daughter's 18th birthday party. Jurors also heard from paramedics, highway patrol investigators, and Madison County deputies. Troopers and the county's pathologist said they believed it was a suicide. The verdict means the investigation is not over. With enough evidence, prosecutors could still charge someone in Durante's death. Despite the jury's decision, investigators say the homeowner where the shooting happened passed a polygraph. He testified he didn't know who shot Martin. They also still believe Martin died of a gunshot wound and a forensic pathologist agreed. He shows up, and this is in the rural part of Missouri where this party was being held for a quote-unquote associate sister. He gets to the party. Durante is the only black person at the party. Red flag, 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 red fucking flag. A few hours or no, a day or two after the party, Mr. James Wade calls police and said that he had discovered, discovered Durante's body in his attic with a gunshot wound to the temple. This is his home that he had discovered Durante's body in his attic with a gunshot wound to the temple. Here's the part where it gets even more tricky, salacious, foolish, if you will. Police arrived at this man's home within minutes, clean up the scene essentially before the paramedics arrive. The paramedics arrive and take away Durante's body and in less than 48 hours, a coroner, local coroner, declares that the death was by suicide. Declares that the death was by suicide. Now, here's a little tidbit for you. Durante had surgery on his dominant hand, his right hand. If you are going to do anything, even if you're going to commit suicide, you would do it with your dominant hand, right? I'm assuming. Durante has a cast on his arm from hand all the way down to elbow. So it would be very difficult for him to use a weapon to commit suicide with. The police 
automatically, like I said, immediately less than 48 hours declared that it was a suicide. The family then has to scrounge together money to find a second mm-hmm. coroner to give a second opinion to explain what is going on. And that coroner says, nah, this is ridiculous. This is not suicide. This was fucking caused by violence of some sort. Here's one last tidbit of news, man, or I guess a piece of it. Durante is not the first nope. or the second or the th- he is the third such person to allegedly commit suicide in Mr. James Wade's house. Mind you, like I said, this happened in 2021. We are two, almost three years, I guess, later, and nobody has been arrested. Not one person. Even with all this evidence that's circulating about Mr. Wade, and one more tidbit, I'm sorry, he is locally known, Mr. Wade is locally known as a white supremacist. He has no direct affiliations, public affiliations with groups, but everyone in the community knows that this dude is about that life. He's and also had white supremacist regalia hanging up in his, home. in his home. That's correct. He was known for posting racist white supremacist rhetoric on social media indeed he is indeed a white racist who killed a young black male in his home um in a town in a city where he is known for his behavior and those race soldiers came in and covered up the mess one of the largest parts about this though at this point is that representative because it seems as though the family and others have been begging the federal government to intervene and find out what's going on. This is past, like I said, going on almost three years at this point where no one has been arrested. So, and I know Elgin gets his his butt hairs in a bunch anytime we mention her name, but the only person that seems to be talking about this in the halls of Congress is Cori Bush. And she's been pushing to try and get, El, um, I was about to say Elgin, um, Merrick Garland to do what he's supposed to do and come down to Missouri and start investigating this shit. I'm at a loss to be very honest with you, man. This whole thing has got me torn the fuck up. I can't understand even with all the evidence that they currently have, even with everything that's going on, even with now public light being shown on this story that there still isn't anything being done. But once again, this is America. Maybe I shouldn't be as surprised as I am. It's only, I'm telling you, man, once we get, as a people, get to a point where we realize that there is literally only one way of slowing down or ending these acts of violence, things will begin to change. When we start matching bodies, Things might this is gonna get this cities cities gonna I mean I I I will say this I initially I was against the way of thinking right but things gonna have to burn down my guy one of my homeboys said a long time ago to me man and it had pertaining to my job and I was busting my ass doing X Y and Z and I was by myself and shit was just moving because I was making it move. Right, and he said, "People don't recognize the shit is broken until you let them know the shit is broken. broken. Then they're gonna be ready to fix it." <clears throat> and I think yeah. at this point, that's the city. Bro, ain't no way. And, and, and again, this is not to be disparaging against this this family at all. Right, right. Uh, in any shape or form, my my upcoming comments. There's no way in hell that my 19 year old goes into a known racist white supremacist home and doesn't come out alive and there's not an act of violence of some sort as a retort. There has to be something that is, and again, that doesn't mean that this white supremacist dies or is harmed, but there has to be some sort of response, man. My 19 year old son. Oh no, Q Biggie. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. you know, you slow know, singing, and, you know, I, I just think about, you know, I think about the reactions, you know, my father, my parents have had to the idea of my sister and I being in any kind of danger, you know, um, and I can't imagine anything on this planet cowing or 
dominating the rage of a the the, the pain the of a righteous parent. fury that, that right your parents parent break right finger. Like, the, the the righteous there's fucking nothing fury. on this planet that will put that much fear into me to not want to break righteous, your face wide righteous, open for killing my fury. child. Righteous okay, fury, like my like guy. that's why I'm just like no like I don't know any father on earth that's going to sit there. Or mother, for that instance. Yeah, listen, sit there listen. And, and, and be like, okay, I'm cool. Let's just I'm kumbaya good, good this shit. It. Right. You know, I'm, that, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be patient and be and roll with this shit. Yeah, like, like no, it. like the, the time to roll with it is way past. Like way past that. You know, like yep. a, a different kind of response is needed. A different. And I say that a, because a very, a very we, drastic kind of response is needed. We have yeah. examined and exhibited every possible response as a form of solution to these things. <clears throat> we've dreamt big to the point of having a black president. We've got to a place where we've been able to sue police departments and get, mm -hmm. you know, settlements. We, we've gotten some arrested. We, we've done everything within the scope of their paradigm, their system, their methodology. And it still is not stopping. Now let's move to a place where private citizens are now the ones who are committing these heinous these acts more than the quote unquote public servants, yeah. right? Knocking on doors and, you know, cars and, and birthday parties and shit like this. I mean, again, I don't know what it's going to take for us to begin to think more outside of that box to create solutions to prevent and to reap justice for the lives that we've lost in that capacity. Right about that. Because if I would have read it on the news following this, that, you know, the father or the mother immediately went to the house and shot this man, I'd be like, oh, well, hey, listen, man. Wouldn't have been mad. Hey, what, what do you expect? What do you Not expect? One one because he called. There's, if you listen to the 911 call, it is one of the most eerie things that you will ever hear hmm. because I've never heard someone be that calm, calm about saying you found the body of a young man of a in kid, your attic. Of a little boy, 19 years old, is very much still a child. Hey, I think somebody just shot themselves or committed suicide here in a very calm, even kill, evil tone yeah i didn't even think about that you're right about that right yeah about that. i mean only you know that kind of callousness is bred into you that's who he was man folks knew who yeah. he was he's a serial yeah. killer he's, he's, a, he's yeah. a damn serial killer yeah like yeah. where's the freaking fbi you know what like saying? i said the third, the, third, the third the third the third person to and allegedly commit suicide now, in this, as this i'm saying like let a fourth pop up property let a fourth pop up let a fourth pop up. Y'all gonna have a real a, problem. We, we don't need a fourth. Y'all gonna have a real point. problem. We got three. Let a we fourth got three pop already. Up. We got three yes. already, man. I have a bad feeling. I have a, I have a bad feeling. It won't stop. I have a bad feeling. It won't stop. Give. We still, you know, we still have the holidays. Yeah. All right, L. What you got on deck for us next, man? Man, I know. Hopefully, uh, during this month of Black August, commemorating. Uh, political prisoners across the globe uh, that folks, black folks specifically, are aware of what is taking place on the continent. Currently on the continent, that would be the only continent of any substance to black folks would be Africa. There was a coup last week in Niger where the folks in Niger ousted the president there. A man who goes by the name of General Omar Chani says that he is now in control of the country. Chani is head of the Presidential Guard, and one week ago, members of the Guard detained President Mohamed Bazoum, surrounded him in his house in the capital, and have still not released him. Bazoum, however, has yet to resign. There is immense international and regional pressure to release Bazoum and reinstate him. Several days ago, the West African regional bloc known as ECOWAS said that they were putting intense sanctions on Niger and threatened to use force if Bazoum was not reinstated within one week's time, which would bring us to August 6th. 
locals in the capital. Some people are in support of Bazoom and organized protests in favor of the president. However, others are for the new coup leaders and are supporting them and are organizing anti-French protests. And they are waving Russian flags, saying that they want new partners such as Russia and the mercenary group that Russia has been working with. They, the Niger people got fed up and they ousted this president and there has been the ex exact opposite of pandemonium in the streets. There has been a calm, a peace. Uh, there has been a desire for these folks to stay in positions of power. But at the same time, you're seeing a number of uh, responses from folks around the globe, particularly, you know, here in America. Uh, but some things when people begin to look at the story is the relationship between Niger and France, right? Mm. Uh, mm. Is, is one of, listen, a phenomenal book that people haven't read by now is Walter Rodney's How Europe Underdeveloped Africa. Phenomenal. It explains clearly how <clears throat> African continent was colonized by all of these different European countries. Within Niger specifically, Niger's two chief resources are uranium and gold, right? France uses the uranium to power their country while the people in Niger are without power. So I think the one thing that I, I read was like uh, one in three gets their power in France from people in Niger. And it's like one in eight people in Niger who actually have power. So while the actual source for the power is in Niger, it was pushed and stolen by the French government via this particular president that was ousted. But that's not even only the, the fascinating part about this story. <clears throat> There's a number of countries around Niger who are, A, supporting Niger and making it clear that if anyone attempts any sort of military intervention, they're going to have to go through them. Yep. But also there's a number of countries that are still have a very colonized input who playing the puppet that are saying yeah. that they're on the outside. But this is the first time in a long time where you've had this many countries in Africa who has an anti-colonial mentality to the point of saying, oh, if you come, we're ready. Like So it gives us a sense of hope, but at the same time, just learning the backstory of what was taking place in Niger, that there's a, a U.S. drone base there in Niger. Yep. And when you yep. think about America having almost 800 military bases abroad, right? And with the, the military base that they're looking to build in Ghana yep. and Ghana's response to what is taking place <clears throat> and Nigeria's response and all of this, this stuff. And these are people who are not operating with their own autonomy and agency. They're not operating because they are puppets to primarily the United States and NATO to push. I mean, they're talking about the pipeline, that they're trying to stop the pipeline there now. That it's, it's just, I've never been one who was real steep in the international aspects of radicalism. Like I've known some things, but this situation here has opened up my eyes in ways that it's just like, oh my God. It's shown Yo. that there are a lot of countries that are still extensions of colonialism at this yeah. point. And, and, yeah. and part of that, you really can't yeah. blame somebody. Let me not say that. I'll just say that you're between a rock. And it's understanding. Place. I understand why they're there. Yep. Because there, yeah. there is a heavy global influence, political influence, resourceful sure. influence that keeps a lot of these po African politicians from doing the right thing. But let's not get it twisted. As a Nigerian, I know that there are a lot, a lot, a lot, I cannot understate a lot of corrupt politicians that, Im that w pad their pockets at the expense of everyday people like in nigeria for example the average monthly income Man. average monthly income is 234 dollars a month 
I don't think people heard you say that. The average monthly income two hundred and thirty-four thirty-four dollars. That is correct, and that's matter of fact. That's as of five years ago. It's very possible that it's gone. <clears throat> it is most of Africa is becoming slowly but surely a have and have not oh, continent, a have and have not country. Oh my God. Either you have all the resources or you or don't. Or you have any, nothing. 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 And all I can't nothing. understate nothing. All or nothing economy. Beautiful. So watching this happen, it, it gave me some hope, though. Like I said, seeing this, because, you know, they try to assemble those willing countries of the African Union sure. to say, okay, we're going to stand up and support Niger. But then, like I said, these these extensions of colonization, these puppets, it's got me with mixed feelings, man. I've been yeah. having a hard time trying to battle with this whole thing, man. It's, it's, it's really hard to back it. And I think it's hard to back it for also understanding how the United States and NATO, right, responds typically to these particular things, Thanks. right? Immediately, the propaganda was on all of the major news media here stating that Niger was in a state of collapse, right? Painting this picture that it's complete chaos there. But then when you go on other social media avenues, you see the people in Niger rejoicing in the middle of the street Thanks. for I this. Give you that. Then you I see the you larger political game that's taking place where the influence of Russia and China mm. in Niger, how in they Africa, both period. came in, in Africa in general, right? How <sighs> that is playing a role. And it's, uh, again, it is such a, if, if, if black people are not beginning to open their eyes to a larger global system that is influencing what takes place here, the same way as and it, and it crushes this, you know, African versus African American stupid ass war yeah, that, that you know that folks have on social. That we always it's have like, it. yo, listen, yep, them motherfuckers are not the enemy. The motherfucker enemy is, <laughs> you know, but I think own. it's it's hard yeah. for us. It's hard for us <laughs> to understand that these. It's hard for many people to understand that we aren't the enemy, yeah, right? Yeah, that yeah. we aren't the enemy to ourselves. That there is a bigger monster that's right around the corner. It's not about us, whether or not you eat your law for you eat fucking grits. You know what I'm saying? Like it's really so much more than that, and we haven't been able to yeah. embrace that because of once again the monster that's been around the corner, colon either colonizing us. I'll give you an example. There's so many people I've, through this debate, I've heard so many conversations about the corruption in Africa and how many, how this has happened and how, you know, the colonization or colonialism has left, uh, left Africa in many instances a long time ago. And I say, to, I say to myself, at least, Nigeria was the first country to get its independence in Africa. That happened in 1960, October of 1960. <laughs> My parents are in their 60s now. That they was only a couple years ago, ladies and gentlemen. So we don't know anybody that was born in the 60s. That's essentially <laughs> somebody sitting in your home and then finally saying, you know what, I'm going to leave and I'm going to give you the keys back. Now you can fend for yourself. After they've taken everything out of the mm -hmm. country. Everything. Everything that they can get their hands sure. on out of the country, out of your house. They've robbed you of the plumbing, the resources. Everything. You don't have electric. They've taken the, heat, they've taken the copper, a door, the, wall, the Wi Fi, everything. everything. And so now they leave saying, you in that state. And, uh, and, and now saying go fend for yourself. The only recourse at that moment is either A, try to get it from the mud by yourself, which is incredibly difficult. difficult. Or when them same motherfuckers come knocking on the door 10 years later and saying, hey, uh, you know what? Let, let me give you a couple of things. I'll mm. give you a couple of things. Uh, mm. You know, I'll give you a Wi-Fi back. I'll give you a water back, and all those things. Mm. But when you children. mine for the gas, uh, uh, yeah, we want most of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, not on top of that, you're gonna have to give me money so that I can give you access to that shit. Yeah. Oh, and guess what? In return, we'll give um, you guys jobs too. Okay. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. And we got yeah, a leader lots, for lots, too, of, by the lots way. of jobs. Facts. Except, there except there is this, yeah. We got a leader for time. Except this, this light skinned dude. We got to somebody that can be career guy to help you put in place. <laughs> oh my God. Color one case. can watch over you guys Mental, and make these decisions. Yeah, yeah. Everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have thousands of jobs for all of you and your children. Oh my God. So for the listeners, if you're listening, <laughs> when you're paying attention to this story and you begin to hear about African countries not supporting what Niger is doing, it should be a spark to ask you to look deeper. What what do they have to lose Facts. if they support Niger? Who is influencing them? Just take a brief cursory glance at their particular history. I mean, when I saw that Ghana was wavering wish-washing and I saw where yeah. Nigeria was, it was like, oh, okay. Makes total sense based off of their political history. Now, does it make me feel good? Absolutely not. But at the same time, it gives me an understanding of the larger geopolitical scene, not only within Africa, but across the world. Yeah. We're sitting here thinking about China and all the bullshit that America is doing with China. But no one paid attention to last week when America decided that they were going to send, what, how many billions to Taiwan? Who is in deep conflict with China? Like, brother, shit is madness. It is, man. And this whole this that this label of Pan Africanism goes a lot further than social media. Oh, it goes like, a lot further than, lot than Garvey and media. things absolutely. along those yeah. lines. It's so yeah, deeper absolutely. than that, man. Yeah. Far but you notice how Trump has he has seized the headlines. Right with the indictment and the charges, yeah, the recent right. charges, yeah, yeah, yeah. he, he has right. now moved yeah. this story to the back to, of to the back. The, yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I give you, but that. I won't let it. No, no. I no, give no, you that, no. and we appreciate no. you for that, man. Fuck Trump, <laughs> your future president of twenty twenty four. By the way, crush what you got next, man. Hold on, Sean. Am I correct that even if he is indicted? And or arrested, he still can be voted in as president of the United States. That is correct. You can indict okay. a ham sandwich. So, okay, it's the, okay. unless he gets arrested and goes to jail, which we do, no, nobody believes is going to happen. No. So, yeah. And we've actually had someone run for president from jail, by the way. Yeah, that's that's true. And what's funny is that even with all of these indictments, the fourth one, third, fourth one that he's gotten at this point within this past week or whatever. Yeah. He is still leading the Republican polls in every poll. I was, Small, I was trying to large in between. Any more bad I know, news. I know, uh, I know, I know, I know. But yeah, he, the, he the, is the leading. Staggering mountains of stupidity out there. Man. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Listen, he is leading. Biden's numbers are going down. They, to think about it, they right now, him and Biden are almost neck and neck. Trump in like a general poll is beating him by a few percentage points. But that says a lot that you've been president for damn near four years, have a quote unquote record to run on. And yet someone who is ready to go to jail is still beating you across the board. But we we don't want... Crush, what do we what do we have next? Guess who's uh, Zach? Yeah, let me let me let me, do, let, me, let, me, let, me let me shift the mood, please. This motherfucking depressing ass elder. Go I ahead, know, Let me let me shift the mood, please, because I you know I had to I had to talk about this because of course it's near and dear to my heart, and it's very timely considering I'm attending a, a very very exciting event uh, this Saturday. Uh, but uh, if you haven't been watching, uh, you know various music media outlets and entertainment outlets, it is the 50th anniversary of hip hop music and culture. Um, you know, I myself was born in '74, uh, the same year that this uh, that this, this culture of mine has been was was conceived. Um, although I was down here, not not in Sedgwick, I have you know in the Bronx. Um, but uh, you know, it's been uh, it's been great seeing the performances here and there, hearing and seeing uh, footage of all the different legends performing across the country, and uh, seeing all the interviews and, and the uh, and, and all the archival footage of uh, different things that that happened. And you know, it, it definitely uh, made me very nostalgic, of course. But of course, took a hard look at where we are now, and it's hard to believe that we're here now. That you know, that what KRS said, and I'm still number one. Um, is actually happening, you know. Fifty years later, you know, we'll be the old school rappers and shit. 
Uh, so, you know, I just had to ask you guys, you know, um, you know, what does, you know, the, 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 the 50th anniversary of this genre, this, this culture of ours born here, you know, in this, in these in very specific conditions in this country, um, you know, uh, you know, I guess I got, I got to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it positive right now before we get critical, but I'd like to see, you know, what would you guys say are your, your best memories attached to hip hop culture and music? Yeah, I think for me, just watching hip hop matching almost my exact age, right? That we're, we're a year apart, right? Hip hop's a year older than I am, but just watching how I've grown in so many different ways via hip hop, right? That I remember going through different phases in life with my maturity, when I was introduced to two live crew uh, for the first time. And that, that, that sexual aspect of rap mm. there, mm. meeting me at puberty, right? And then, you know, gang violence, <laughs> you know, NWA coming out, right? Then transitioning to, the, the 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 war on drugs the early 90s where you know Kooji sweaters i've never had a fucking Kooji sweater but you know rappers you know all those things but just matching my own life yeah. and i think about certain moments where i can look back and say damn that was a great moment in hip-hop yeah. uh that really brought a for instance for me one of the the great moments in hip-hop here in probably the past I'll say five years was the locks dip set versus because okay. again, to me, Jada embodied someone who I remember Jada being young on mixtapes, cutting his teeth with Biggie yeah. to see him be an elder statesman and still come out and perform and show the young cats the only mistake that he made is that he didn't drop an album immediately afterwards, but you know, that's, that's okay. But to, to, to demonstrate that even he at that age, this is how you do it. No rapping yeah. over vocals, none of that. Just straight, just yeah. straight bars. Yeah, yeah, and so there's some hope yeah. with hip hop uh, currently. I mean, there's a, an influx of dope MCs that are not rapping about the same thing. And dope female MCs. Like, I, I mean, and I'd be glad, hopefully, with, and that'd be one of the things that I hope for, that within the next 10 years, that frame of distinguishing rappers by gender goes away. That is not who's the best female MC or male MC. That is just like, yo, who's the best MC? Where does this particular person hmm. fall within that category? Just let me be progressive, bro. Don't, don't. Fascinating. Don't, don't frown your face. Like, God, you're so chauvinistic. You're massaging I, I this know, I know, I know, I know. I'm because you spend all your time watching yeah, lotto videos like I do. Okay. Good, memories, <laughs> like, good memories, man. Good memories. Listen, man, I think one of the things that gets me is that you know how our parents back in the day, they would say to us when they heard certain songs, like they remember where they were when they heard that song. Mm. That's the way I look at hip hop. Like, oh the my first God. time I remember the first time I heard fucking Tribe Called Quest. Oh, seventh grade. I remember. I was like, who my boy, is this? My guy. I, and it, what's funny is that it was like a white boy named Philip in my <laughs> class that you thought that he, the way he acted, he was completely. Like he was black. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was not Phil. He was Philip. Philip. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. indeed, Philip. <laughs> I was like, he. You would think that he he grew up around all black people, and he was the one that introduced. Like I said, when I was a kid, my parents we weren't listening to church music or the news. I wasn't listening to shit on the radio, and he was like, well. I got this tape for you. Take it for a week and bring. (laughs) I got this tape for you. (laughs) Listen to it and bring it back to me next week. And I said, this is, what is this? This is not what my parents like me to listen to. But think (laughs) about it too, man. When you you see current rappers, right? You remember their first appearance. So when I'm seeing. When I'm sitting Buster Rhymes and elderly Buster Rhymes, right? Jesus Christ. And I remember watching Buster for the first time in the scenario video, right? And just 18 goddamn years old. Can you imagine? 18, 18 years old, Buster. Energy. Life and energy. Like the whole world was his oyster at that point. Like, man, he's not going to last very long. This nigga, this nigga Elgin is look, terrible. Look, look, look. This nigga, now, this nigga see, is terrible. 
Yeah. See, now, see, my, you know, if I were to zero in on on my experience on that Buster Rhyme side of things, because I, my experience is thirty years deep. Started mm-hmm. when I was thirteen. Everything shifted for me when I was seventeen. But Buster Rhymes is special for a few reasons. For one, this was what ninety ninety one when I became aware of a group called Leaders of the New School. Leaders of the New School. And I remember them because I'm a terrible nerd with this music shit, guys. I remember Leaders of the New School as a name, as a shout-out on the Tribe's first album. First yeah. album. I'm like, and I, rem- I remember those credits because I'm like, I saw all these names. I'm like, who are these niggas? Who are- the Rhythm Kids, <laughs> L-O-N-S, Brand Nubian. Who are these niggas? Cam, who are these niggas? Like, what the <laughs> fuck is on? Who are all these niggas? Like, these names sound cool as shit. But Next thing you remember know, a group comes out with this name. I'm like, wait, that was a group? That's, it's four dudes, and everyone kept saying, Cold Crush this, Cold Crush that. Mind you, my reference for Cold Crush, I was a baby. So I'm yeah, like, I, I heard about it. I remember right. some references, but when I heard them, the thing that got me was the energy. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Then the lyrics, I'm like, what the? And then Buster, first thing, and mind you, um, not long after this, I met a certain MC that some of you might be familiar with, uh, named Cannabis. Um. He and I actually bonded over Buster Rhymes um, because we immediately knew he was Jamaican. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah, immediately yeah. knew was he clear. was Jamaican. That was clear. Yeah, okay, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we immediately knew he was Jamaican. I was like, that is one of my brethren right there. <laughs> I mean, we even tried to look up his family back home. We heard the last stupid. name. Um, so, like, you know, Buster Rhymes for me was like, and then we heard when we heard the whole story about LONS, he got his name from Chuck D. I mean, yep. man, brother, you were born to rap. Yeah, right. Born. You were conceived to rhyme. Yeah, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. Um, you know, you know, Rhymes is really, you know, Lil's tribe, the whole, you know, that whole graduating class of 90. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know, for me it was formative in a lot of ways. You know, one thing that I try to get across when it comes to, you know, my love and passion for this culture is that, you know. I am still a futurist with this shit. I don't want to dwell on the past. You know what I'm saying? As nostalgic as I might want to be, I don't, I know we can't stay here. And I remember yeah. what the 90s told me in essence with every group. Be yourself. Be original. And try new shit. I give okay? You that. That's what I they all that. told me. Prince Back Paul, they lie. So many tribe, different different I'm a yeah. main source. Uh, OC, yeah. uh, Diamond yeah. D. Uh, all of them. Uh, EPND, yeah. All those guys told me, "Yo, look, be you, and try." Yeah. You know, yeah. '90s inspired and instilled in me a, a, a necessary need for experimentation and edification. You know, and as a producer, I think you know, as a hip hop producer, and I will call myself that proudly at 49 years of age. Um, I think my particular genre, my particular you know, craft, is probably the most edifying when it comes to music. Because I, you know, through the name, through through the through the craft, through the through the act and the and the practice of digging through records, I, you know, intentionally and unintentionally inform myself about the world of music. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Looking for this, looking for that. I'm, I'm discovering yeah. artists. I'm discovering the the globe, the history of music through being just a beat maker for hip in, in hip hop. Yeah, I dig it. I dig that it. is unique yeah. to this. Yeah. I dig it. No dig other it. genre does this. And so you're looking at, when you look at producers like Diamond D and Easy Mo B, you're looking at guys with decades of musical knowledge and history, not just about rap, the globe. These guys sample the globe. But right about now is the time we like to give you little tidbits of news or words of wisdom that you can take with yourself into the week. Crush, what's up, man? You gotta make um, it good. I, you just, you're just getting back. You can't just lay lay down some some fluff shit. Okay, I mean, I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. I know. You know, I missed y'all. I missed the show. Um, I missed my brothers here. Um, I'm just glad we're back. And I guess the only thing I can say is that, you know, um, you know, I just also had a had a fantastic family reunion recently uh, this past month, and you know, it felt very different without my parents there, um, without a lot of my relatives there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you know, I would just tell everyone, you know, make your, make your efforts to, uh, reinforce your connections. 
you know, remind yourself, you know, re remember that, you know, time isn't your friend <laughs> and that, you know, you're, you're, you're trying <clears> to keep <throat> your family as close as possible, you know, just uh, yeah. you know, try, try and stay in touch. You know, you're going to need each other when we all turn gray. <laughs> oh, what's up, man? Well, I want to say, uh, give a big shout out to Walmart, man, who is giving out free school supplies, uh, to anyone who can outrun security. So I suggest you <laughs> This mother Elgin is back in full effect, man. man. God damn. God, this mother God, man. Jesus Christ, man. I, I guess Walmart will never be a sponsor of this fucking show. Ever, man. Not ever, man. I'm trying to make this thing marketable, brother, man. National Grand, baby. You know what's up? Radio, nigga. You know what's so messed up? I was this close to asking, for real? Like, where? where is this only in Philly? Like, what's going on? I know, it's like not Walmart. Knowing, not knowing this dude was he was on his ski mask shit. God damn. I, I know, man. Jeez. God damn it. He pulled down the bottom cloud. I know, man. That, man this can, motherfucker. You know, a, little, a, little, a, little bit, a little bit of South Philly had to come out somewhere. Yeah, no yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No bullshit. No bullshit. We in the man, what's up for me this week, man, is just having conversations with your kids, man. This summer has been an interesting one because my kids have been stuck with us and not in camp for the first time in a long time and really? haven't gone to go see their aunts and uncles and stuff like that. But it has wow. opened a door for me to sit down and have real conversations with my children. And these are conversations, honestly, and not disparagingly, that my parents never had with me. Like I actually talked to my children about predators and especially if you're like meeting people within the quote unquote friends of the family and family members that could possibly be mm -hmm. these quote, these dangerous people. And it was an emotional moment because I was having this conversation with my daughter and explaining to her how these things happen and how I want her to know that she has always an open door to come and talk to me regardless of what yeah. the situation is and that she doesn't have to be afraid because I know many people that are victims, especially kids, are afraid to voice it because they don't want to break up the family. They don't want to cause a mess. They don't want to do X, Y, and Z. And I told her, I said, your job is to tell me. I will take the slings and arrows. I'll burn down the world after the fact. I don't want you to have to deal with that. And she cried and she hugged me and I, I tried my hardest not to cry and I cried and I hugged her back. And it was just like I said, having these conversations with your kids, even when they're uncomfortable, because it was a fucking uncomfortable conversation, but even having these uncomfortable conversations and being open with the people. So just do your part, man, as much as I can say. Grush, where can folks find you if they want to find you, man? Man, you can find me. We've been gone for a while, so you gotta, you know, gotta remind them. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, you got to check out a bunch of new clips of a bunch of uh, new beats and tracks I have up on my Instagram page at SP Methods. Okay, no doubt. L, where can folks find you? Do 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 do. Uh, not McDonald's because they're, they're not going to sponsor this shit. <laughs> oh you should, no! You shouldn't eat their burgers. I thought I thought this actually, nigga was there. around the, the corner, around the corner with my mask on, nigga. God damn! The recent rebrand is more appropriate for L right now. I know. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, man. Because uh, he's living that lifestyle right now. All day, free meat. Uh, <laughs> find him on X.com. Find L on X. Bang, bang, bang. Find L on the X. Bang, this, bang, this, bang. This, bang. Find me on the X. You said, hold up. How you? How, how are you tutelaging Jason? But to, yeah, yeah, to yeah, get paid yeah, and I'm get the sensei. bag, but you're out here giving out free meat? Yeah, listen, bro. As long I mean, as this is... bag and others are coming in, bro, I'm good. I'm, I'm eating oh, okay. great, bro. This okay. site is called X.com. <clears throat> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's actually Elgin, give the folks your, uh, your handle, my guy, and tell them where they can find you. <laughs> Shit. Uh, Pornhub, Xvideos. Now you can find him on Blacked. It's a big it's, you blacked. Find it's, him on it's, blacked. it's X.com, uh, man. It's not Twitter it's anymore. 
At Elgin Bailey on all of joints. But no, uh, it's not literally. At Elgin Bailey on all social media platforms. No doubt, man. And I'm Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore In the Black. And I want to thank you guys for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to kick it with us, and we appreciate it. Make sure you follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Come on over to our Patreon and join the family. You will not regret it. And you can always check out past episodes of our show at our website, www.intheblackpodcast.com. But as always, until next time, informed, intelligent, in the black. In the black. black. Peace. Peace. Be back. This is, this is the In the Black Podcast. In the Black, bro. Hands down, one of the best podcasts I ever heard, though. I like y'all. Word. what up? I read a black coffee, Bretchen. Listen. In the black podcast, think your lad is all facts. He don't like that, the fault fact. In the black podcast, don't talk trash. Switch fast if you ain't wrong, then you're Hip hop is intelligent element, so it's relevant. Not for the weak and delicate. This is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence. Rest in them, my excrement. In the black podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know, black up he bro, man a specialist. No what the podcast broadcast, y'all mess with this. Like said they my cheat, who no dweed so effortless. I listen them, I learn, man, them listen them, I benefit. Reporting current event, everything that is prevalent. This is so exquisite, a scientific experiment. Giving you the news, not views without evidence. Telling you the truth, sentiments without embellishments. Relax, these are the facts, bringing them to your residence. In your house or your tenement, listen to hear intelligence. Body filled with melanin power that's so ascending bright in the stars bringing some light back to the desolate in the black podcast that your land is all facts you don't like that the fuck back in the black podcast they fucked up who look for watch black up here chat me young flop in the black podcast that your land is all facts you don't like that the fuck back in the black podcast we all lost the whole of them can none of them can control like that though. <laughs> 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 <laughs>